has been said that we have nothing to fear but fear itself. I appreciate the elders as they stand before us at the Lord's table, giving us time to reflect on the sacrifice of Christ for the remission of our sins. Sometimes we're not careful. It's just a part of our service, and we go through it rather quickly, and then we move on to the next aspect of it. And we need that time to think seriously, individually. We know that we collectively are together to remember the Lord. But in the partaking of the Lord's Supper, there's an individual participation that is involved as well. And we need that time for us to reflect upon indeed what God has done for us, what God is doing with us because of his great love and his great sacrifice for us. We've mentioned in the bulletin, it was mentioned in the announcements of our upcoming home mission program that we have launched out into. And to remind us, as I reminded the auditorium class this morning, there is something for each one of us to do. And that may be petitioning God in our prayers. The prayers of a righteous man will avail much. And I would pray to God that you see yourself as a righteous person and that you would petition God. So many times we are somewhat like Jeremiah. I've got a job for you to do, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah says, <laughs> not me. <clears throat> I don't know how to speak. I'm just, just a youth. And we need that reminder that the Lord gives to Jeremiah in the life that we live as well. God knew Jeremiah before he was ever formed and shaped in the womb. He had already been called by God to be a spokesman for God, to go to nations with a message from God. We may look at tasks that we're being given, and we may see them as insurmountable, or ones that we're not familiar with or able to do. And it's easy for us to say, no, I cannot do that. But ours is to know God has given us a task, and we are about to be about the task that God has given to us, and we are not to be afraid. We get into our comfort zones wherever we are, whatever age we are, and where we are in our life. It's easy to get in those comfort zones. And it's hard at times to be pushed out of those zones. But as we are, as we grow physically, we grow. We broaden out. 
We, are, we learn that we can do things that we did not think were possible at a particular time. And wherever we are, it's easy to lapse back into that comfort zone. I'm comfortable where I'm at. You're asking me to begin to do something that's out of my comfort zone. And we need to have that understanding and that love for God. To believe that He is with us as we launch out. That He is with us as we begin to grow. He's with us as, as we begin to grow that we will stumble and fall. But He's there to pick us up. He has never left us. Nor will He ever forsake us. We live in a world that God had planned before time began. He planned the various aspects of it before time began and then executed that plan through human history. It's a marvel. I stand in awe of God that how he could plan as he has and that he could use us along the way. And that he will work with our weaknesses as well as with our strengths. Because oftentimes it is in our weaknesses that we learn that there is one who is stronger than us. And that he is able to do the things that indeed we cannot do. The thought that as God was telling Jeremiah, before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God is unlimited in the knowledge that he possesses. Before any of us were formed in the womb. God knows us. And therein lies a challenge. Therein lies a blessing. And therein lies a hope. The challenge is to know that we can always do more than we think we can. Again, we reach a point wherever we are in age, from the small child all the way up, we get comfortable where we're at and learning new things or doing new things, moving to a new place, sometimes is unsettling. But God has always been with his people and always will be with his people. Ours is to trust him as we go forth with him in his word. The task that we've been given is tremendous. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes shall be saved. Go into all the world and preach that gospel to every creature.
was looking a little bit this morning and about every creature in the world population. Right now it stands at 7.9 billion souls on the face of this earth. Don't ask me how they count that. I do not think they know how they count that. But I found it interesting as going on. It was asked, well, who was the seventh billion soul born into the world in our time? Well, they say it was a little, I think it was a little boy in India, born at a particular time. And my question is, of course, that's just my question, how do they know that? I think there are babies born that aren't counted for a period of time (laughs) because of where they live. But it's interesting as we go through the world population, it reached the one billion mark in 1804. Again, these are just figures that we have come up with. But again, trying to remind ourselves of the knowledge, the love, the compassion, and the hope that God has for who he has created. We reached the two billion mark in 1927. You may know some of those that might have been around in 1927. To know that that's when we reached two billion mark, the two billion mark. Or it took us 1960 from 1927 to reach three billion. Now we're up to 7.9 billion. And going to go up from there as things would go, as they may be going. But in all that again, we are to go into all the world and we are to preach the gospel to every creature. It's a task that God has given to us. Now each one of us knows realistically there is no way on the face of this earth that you're going to personally reach out to 7.9 billion souls. But do you have to? You have to reach out to those that you have contact with. And we always have more people that we know of than we might be willing to acknowledge that we do. We live in a small community, population-wise, for Dallas or some other areas along the way. And as you go about wherever it is that you live, in your neighborhood, You are known. You may not be known personally. They may not be able to call you by name. But they know you. You're a neighbor that lives down the road. I see you at Kroger. I've run into you at Walgreens. I've seen you at a restaurant. They know you. 
And you need to rest assured that even though they may not have talked with you, they know something about you. They watch and they observe. You've never done that, have you? Watch people, observe them, reach out to help them at times. Sometimes there's that advantage for being a little bit tall. Oftentimes I'm asked to reach something up on the top shelf of the grocery store for somebody because they stand about that tall. And sometimes you see them trying to get it off. But I'm saying we watch one another regardless of who we are. We're being asked as we begin a new program to learn how to deal with what we see and how we can use it to God's glory. And there is always something that we can do. Jeremiah was saying, listen, I'm but a youth. I cannot speak. And who is he talking to? Who is he? What is he saying as he's talking to this person? I cannot speak. What are you doing right now? You're speaking. But you're going to give me a message. Yes, God will give the message. He's given us the message. And I want you to take it. We have ways now that they did not have in the first century. And I read in Colossians 1.23 that the gospel was preached to every creature under heaven. And I hear people trying to rationalize that out. Well, how does that take place? How could it take place? And yada, yada, yada. I know what it says. It was preached to every creature under heaven. That's the earth. And that's the days long before internet or any other means of communication that is instantaneously broadcast around the world. That's the days before they use shortwave radio. And they still use that in distant countries. And it's amazing to me, as I see with our developments in technology, of, of how we can find ways to communicate lessons and God's Word to individuals who live in a remote section of the world that have no electricity, no power, no internet access. They've got solar-powered Devices that they can drop or give to individuals so that they can use something called the sun to power these devices so that they can hear the word of God. Well, that's abroad. We do have parts in that in helping and supporting work that is abroad. 
And we need to continue to pray for those efforts. Mission praying. It's amazing how, again, God works in his way, his wonders to perform. As opportunities are seen, there are individuals who find ways to use those opportunities. But that's them. It comes back to us. Us. And what can we do in taking the gospel to a world that is lost in sin that are just outside our door. It may be a little bit scary to reach out. See, that's what Jeremiah was saying, was he not? I'm scared. Those aren't the words he used, but he said, I'm just a youth. What do you mean? You want me to go to nations, not just to Israel. I want you to go to nations. The Babylonian Empire. I want you to go to other nations with this message. Sometimes we just need that little chef that little encouragement and that's what we want to do with home missions take advantage of some opportunities that we know well what can I do as time unfolds and as we learn there are things that we can do that are relatively simple mailing out postcards Mailing out invitations, print it up. All you have to do is peel a label, put it on the postcard, give you the stamp, put the stamp on there, drop it in the mail. That hard? There's things we can do that are seemingly insignificant, but we never know the result. And again, of course, the prayers of the righteous souls can avail much. Your prayers are solicited. Your prayers are needed. Your prayers will make a difference. The prayers of a righteous man will avail much. Your prayers will make a difference. And what we do as a part of the work of this congregation. Do that. And then be willing to step out of that comfort zone. We all have it. Be willing to step out of that comfort zone. Not asking you to go full-fledged and be overwhelmed. Again, that's not the purpose of the program. The purpose is to take a step by step. 
The purpose is to do this over a period of three years. Promise you, with God's help, we will not be the same people in three years. There will be a difference. Because God keeps his word. You scatter. You sow. God gives the increase. He's not telling you to bring the increase. He said he gives the increase. You plant the seed. You water the seed. You do what you can do. And at any stage in our life, we're always reminded of the fact we can always do more than what we think we can do. Do we trust God enough to step out and to do that? Why do you wait? Song will say, Dear sinner, why do you tarry so long? But why do you wait, dear Christian? And why do you tarry so long? There's work for the master to be done. And we're praying that you will help us do just that. If you need to make a change in your life, if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.